Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, all you'll need to do is place a $5 bet. And when it wins, boom, $200 in bonus bets instantly with code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook. I am your host, Patrick Lyons. And joining me today from the Denver Gazette, lady that knows her fair share of Colorado Rockies, Danielle Allentuck. What's going on, Danielle? Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you back there. We, we, I know you called in. It was very windy down in spring training when you called in uh, that first week, and then I experienced it, and then Susie experienced it. What's going on with the weather in Arizona right now? Okay, well, now it's nice because none of us are there. Of course. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's disappointing. When I, I mean, go back, it's going to be like 80 degrees. It was like still nice compared to the snowstorm that was happening in, <laughs> in Denver. So it was like, yeah, it's it's 55 and kind of sunny. Like that was still way better than than what we were getting here in Colorado, but not what you expect for spring training. No, I mean I almost went to buy a winter coat. Like that's how cold <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. There uh, we'll talk injuries here for the Rockies. Uh, maybe some opening day roster business. World Baseball Classic got mm-hmm. kicked off. A lot of Rockies kind of factoring into that, and then future shock, as you saw from the thumbnail there on YouTube, kind of the future of the franchise. When do the Rockies get back into the postseason? Can we put a date on that? How reliable will that be? But uh, I want to start start off with a conversation about the injuries right now. I think going into this year's camp, there weren't too many positional battles. They were all mostly on the bench. Then Randall Gritchuk gets hurt, and you say, okay, now we kind of have one starter spot to go after. Would you say that injuries have kind of been almost the story of this spring training at, at this point? So far, definitely. I mean, Brendan Rodgers, obviously, is a big. huge loss for a team. I mean, now you need a second baseman, and they didn't have anybody else reliable behind them. I mean, they got a couple utility guys, but that's a huge opening. That's a starter spot they have to fill now. Obviously, Lucas Gilbreth, he was coming off a great year. Now, as we learned on TikTok last night, he's out for the season. <laughs> All right. right, let's. <laughs> we're going to call a timeout right there because that's what I saw was your tweet about Lucas Gilbreth on TikTok. And I'm like, it's about time somebody breaks some news on TikTok. Tiffany, if you have that, let's go ahead and play this. I haven't actually seen this yet. I've, I've only seen the, uh, the now famous tweet from Danielle, but, but not the actual TikTok. It's about time. We've seen it on Instagram. Obviously, Twitter is a great place for that, uh, but not yet on TikTok. There's at least that. And that was it. It was just his picture vibrating back and forth. You know his personality. It matches up. But 
I mean, I'm just sitting there last night watching The Bachelor with my roommate, and it's nice. It pops up on my TikTok, and I was like, oh, I gotta go read some news. There you go. Yeah, if you weren't actually reading the text, with with like the fireworks going off behind him, you're like, yeah. oh my god, he and his lady are having a baby. This is great news. <laughs> oh wait, what? Tommy John surgery? Yeah. So there we go. I, we've we finally broken through where TikTok is now the place. I uh, love being the Gen Z reporter of the Beat Gang. You know, it really it comes great. in handy. It does. You 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 had that right on there. The uh, the date for the Tommy John surgery. So yeah, Randall Grichik is also out. Uh, we got a, a pair of oblique injuries. It seemed like we were gonna we we're getting one every day. Now that slowed down. Uh, the Riley Pint one, you know, he was obviously further back in the death chart. But Jake Bird, I mean, Jake Bird was so reliable for the Rockies last year and for Bud Black, and for him to go down for a guy that's still so unproven, he just seemed like he was gonna be a lock in the back of that bullpen. Mm -hmm. And now with the oblique injury, you're not really sure when you're gonna get him back and how much you're gonna get back. I don't know if Jake Bird, the thing that I always say is so remarkable about him is he was called up in May. He was never optioned. He stayed with the team the rest of the season. It's so rare for a young reliever to do that anyways. But he did it in his first year, which just shows how reliable he is, how stable he is, how even-keeled he is. He obviously had to pull out a World Baseball Classic, too, which I know was a big disappointment for him. But, I mean, now that opens up a spot. Is Nick Mears or Gavin Hollowell? Mm -hmm. Is one of them now going to make a team with Jake Bird out probably for opening day? Yeah, that, that's such a great point about him not being an option and kind of forgetting about that aspect, how just how common that is for a guy to get called up. And you go back, and that's fine. That's, that's, that's just part of the process, so to speak. But yeah, he got called up you know, so late, essentially two months into the season, and he had like the fourth most innings pitched in that bullpen too. Like So again, just so reliable. And he was a guy that in November of 2021, come uh, you know, that, that period just before the Rule 5 draft, no Jake Bird protected on the 40-man roster. So he was left out there for other teams potentially and so had to fight his way in, in AAA and immediately proved himself. So you love stories like that of a guy who's who's able to prove himself. So that was kind of a bummer. You're right that he wasn't able to play um, with Team Israel. Ryan Rawlson still kind of behind schedule. And, I mean, at this point it, it's – He's almost a, a Riley Pint type story where you just want him to see him to see him back on the field, healthy, contributing, whether it's in AAA, whether he makes it to the majors at this point, because he's had just such a long road of injuries the last couple seasons. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know his story, I mean, he what was first the appendix, I believe, yeah. was first, and then he hurt his hand when he was shagging balls in the outfield that was during batting practice, which is just like, <laughs> I mean, it's just a fluke injury, it's just bad luck there. Mm -hmm. And then last year he needed shoulder surgery. So he's actually right on time for his timeline for his shoulder surgery. He's just a month behind the start right. of the season. Um, but I saw his bullpen the other day. It wasn't great, but it's like it's what you would expect for that time of year. His velo is a little down. Um, but he's hitting his locations, which is really the most important part for this time of the year. So he says he's throwing all his pitches. He feels good. Um, he'll be an important depth starter for this team. I think so. I, I actually think there's a chance that they, they might even just throw him into the bullpen. He could almost be a long reliever, like, let's get him some innings, let's have him experience the big leagues for a little while, and then in 2024 we'll worry about maybe building up his innings and, and get him back to a starter. Do you, do you still think his future will be as a starter here? Again, if we were looking ahead two years, he's got the shoulder surgery in, his, in, the, in the background. Will he, will he and a guy like Peter Lambert, they'll still be starting games? So I think Peter Lambert is definitely a starter, and I've talked about this a lot with different people in a Rockies organization. Just his pitch mix and the way he throws and mm -hmm. operates, he's a starter. Whether it works out at the major league level or not, they're not going to test him out in the bullpen as of now. Ryan Willison was a guy who a year ago was being considered for a long reliever role, so mm -hmm. I would not be surprised at all if they have him go back to that. 
I think they build him up as much as they can. I think he probably does a month or two in AAA, and if he's doing well, we see him come up. Kind of like a Noah Davis way, just get him up here in any way they can, get him that major league experience. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm on board with that. And then Pierce Johnson, I think he, he he hurt his foot, got hit with a ground ball, left that game, uh, I think it was Sunday, kind of as precautionary. I don't think we've gotten any updates with him. Hopefully we don't have another guy kind of going down for a period of time. I believe he's fine. Yeah. Fingers crossed, super, right? They're not super concerned about that. Yeah, it's not as, as of now, but yeah, well, we'll see. It wasn't. It was a baseball that hit his foot, not a kettlebell, which is good. <laughs> that those kind of injuries uh, are definitely less than ideal. But what's ideal is uh, hanging out with us at the DNVR bar here in the corner of Colfax and York. If you're a diehard, you get 15% off your tab. So that's food and drink, 20% off all the gear that we have at DNVRLocker.com, uh, or for selling anything here. Uh, at the bar, 20% off on that. 20% off all the party buses uh, and in the tailgates that we got going on. April 29th, we can actually get excited for a Diamondbacks game because we're going to have a party bus uh, going out for that. There's exclusive shirt that's going to be available for that. That will sell out. Again, diehard, you get 20% off on that when you head over to dnvr.com. Uh, or rather, dnvrlocker.com. And uh, make sure if you're a diehard, you're hitting up that diehards only discord because we have a lot of fun conversations uh, about all things baseball and things that just have nothing to do with sports it's just where the community gets together when the bar's not open if bar doesn't open until three o'clock in the afternoon and it, it closes at some time around midnight whatever it may be there's a lot of hours in between to fill and that's where you go to the diehards only discord uh, if you need a place to go for your fantasy baseball got to go to rotowire because they've got the latest fantasy baseball news from rotowire uh, they're a pioneer they've been doing it forever they love uh they love tweets from danielle and my Myself. So, you know, when, you know, you, you tweet something out and it gets like eight likes talking about uh, Tyler Kinley is not going to be available for tonight's game. And you go, all right, you know, the diehards want to know about that. They care. Rotowire, they're jumping all over those kind of things because if you got a, a game going on that night and you're looking to build up your holds for the week, whatever it may be, now you might sit Tyler Kinley. And Rotowire has all that kind of really great information. They've got mock drafts here going into that season. Uh, ask the expert function, premium fantasy draft kits, custom starter sit. Uh, add or drop, trade advice, lineup optimizers. It's amazing they're at the forefront. They've got so many tools. Uh, you might even get lost with how many of them there are. Like that's how much of advantage you're going to have when you used RotoWire. And the cool thing is right now they got a two-day trial for all of our listeners. Head over to rotowire.com slash DNVR. The nice thing about this, you don't have to use your credit card at all. You just sign up, and when the two days is over, that's it. You're not going to be charged anything, but you do get a sneak peek behind the paywall, and it's absolutely amazing. They do golf, soccer, NASCAR, even XFL. I know, Danielle, you've been really excited about the XFL League. And you know what? Here's the place for you. It's going to be RotoWire. That's the spot. Look no further, because I know you've been spending a lot of time doing that, trying to find a good XFL League. It's RotoWire, Danielle. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I know. Now you can go back to, to, to covering the Rockies. So. Uh, which which you do an amazing job at. But again, it is rotowire.com slash DNVR. And I know it's golf season. The guys are they're doing a lot of golfing down in Arizona. I know you're working on your game. What, you're about five strokes over par typically on average? Sure. Something like that. I know what that means. I don't. I don't even think that's the <laughs> proper uh, vernacular. Uh, you'd, be, you'd be like a five, five scratch. I don't know. I used to golf a little bit. I got my golf clubs from Costco. I've never golfed. Never. No. Oh, we got to go to a Top Golf maybe. I've done that, but it's not real. Oh, you've done Top Golf? Yeah. That counts. Yeah. That's kind of that kind of counts. There's one right next to Salt River. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's one there. I also noticed in driving south uh, to Phoenix, uh, Albuquerque has one. 
I was like, oh, nice. There might even be one going up in uh, northern Colorado and like the Windsor, Fort Collins area. They might be building one. I know there's one right now in, in Thornton. Um, but you're going to look really stylish if you pull up to Top Golf or golf, golf course, whatever it may be, rocking some pins and aces because they are the local Colorado brand. Uh, they're the DNVR brand as well. It's family owned. It's amazing. It's made right here in Colorado. Make amazing uh, polos, hats, golf bags. They even have a wonderful beer sleeve, so you can put beer or seltzers in there, throw in your bag, it'll stay cool, uh, and you're good to go for all 18 holes until you get to that 19th hole. And then the 19th hole will take care of you the rest of the way. But before that, pinsandaces.com is the way to go for that beer sleeve and some other amazing gear. Receive 15% off your first purchase when you use promo code DNVR. Use that code DNVR at pinsandaces.com. You're also going to get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Did you get a chance to watch any of the World Baseball Classic, or was that kind of past your bedtime? It was for me a little bit. I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the highlights this morning. I saw yeah. Justin Lawrence get that strikeout. That's so great. Yeah, the, the Rockies were kind of a key factor in uh, in both those games. Last night at 9 o'clock, you had Netherlands winning 4-2 over Cuba. Hensley Bam Bam Mullins getting the victory there. Netherlands, whether it's soccer or baseball, they're kind of always – a fun dark horse, and yeah. uh, I don't know. Were you scouting them at all? Because they were they were training at Salt River Fields. <laughs> they, I was more just helping them navigate the facility. Oh, they yeah. just always seem to be lost. Which, <laughs> as someone like me who gets lost in every stadium, I understand. <laughs> but I watched them a little bit, not too much. Yeah, yeah, it was cool uh, seeing them do their thing. Burp Lyleven, Hall of Famers, their their pitching coach. I did at one point. They were like kicking a soccer ball around, and I'm like, all right, do I recognize any of these faces? And then immediately, Didi Gregorius. I'm like, okay, I know this guy. I'm like, why aren't you with the team right now? Anyway, I'll worry about that another day. But uh, they got a they got a solid roster. And then, as you said, Team Panama didn't realize first ever victory for Panama in the World Baseball Classic, and our guy Justin Lawrence getting getting the three outs and striking out the final hitter there. That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, Panama hasn't even been in it since 2006. Yeah. And they lost all three games, and I think they got outscored like 22-7 to seven or something. So this is a big win for them. They won 12-5. Huge. That's huge. And again, you don't win another game. Okay, that, that's fine. You had no wins going into this. It was, right. you know, I'm not going to say you're a laughing stock, but you, you, you've got nothing to hang your hat on. You just... We were allowed to participate. Well, now they've won. They they beat a really good team in Chinese Taipei as well. So um, that was that was really fantastic to see that Team USA. Uh, they've kind of all getting together. It's it's interesting. I mean, I imagine I had this feeling six years ago now because 2017 was the last one. Pandemic obviously kind of uh, changed the timeline. But I, I definitely feel a lot more excited about this World Baseball Classic in the past. Seeing all of these different. American players together in the same uniform, like, whoa, this isn't National League versus American League. This is United States players together. If it, it feels really cool. Yeah, they're a super team. Yeah. I mean, they have everybody on it. I mean, for the Rockets, you have Daniel Gabbard and Kyle Freeland, but I mean, Mike Trout's on it. Nolan Arenado's on it. Like, they just have anybody who's anybody who's eligible, basically. Obviously, a couple injuries, which, you know, bound to happen, had people come out of it, but. I I'm intrigued because super teams don't always work. Right. I would like to see the U.S. team do well, but mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see what happens. Yeah, and I think it, you go down the line, and I know in the past, in a lot of the World Baseball Classics, I feel like there are a lot of the bigger name guys, mm-hmm. and then barely any middle tier guys, and then it was just like not bottom of the barrel, but it just maybe lacked that star power. But you just ran off four or five players, and off the top of my head from the, some of the images I saw, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kyle Schwarber's there. 
oh yeah, Trey Turner's there. And you're like, wow, this is just a really deep squad as well. I mean, kudos to the teams, though, for yeah. also letting their players go and just, I mean, they're leaving camp for three to four weeks, depending on how well they do. Yeah, Tony Regans did a great job as the general manager. Mark DeRosa, you know, I read some quotes. He was very nervous and all of it, uh, which which a guy from, like, New York with his heavy New York East Coast accent, yeah. just kind of funny to, th- uh, to see him and, and hear him kind of, you know, be that nervous and, and anxious. It sounds like Paul Goldschmidt is kind of the de facto leader. He got up and he, he spoke some words uh, before, you know, their, their practice the other day. Um, you know, him and Nolan Arenado are the only two holdovers from the gold medal team. And so kind of begs the question, will Team USA be able to go back to back? And again, the field is so incredibly hard. If they don't, you're going to understand why, because there's a lot of that talent that's out there. But have you given it a thought as to who might take home the gold in this tournament? I mean, I think the U.S. has, on paper, the best shot. I'm intrigued by the Dominican Republic team. I mean, yeah. they have a lot of young stars on that team, so mm-hmm. they're going to be really fun to watch. Very hungry. And I think, like, some of these, I mean, Cuba lost, but some of these other teams, like Japan, you can never nope. cut out a team that has Otani on it. Like, it's just unbelievable. And obviously, I'm not saying it doesn't mean a lot to play for the U.S., but for these players who get to represent their home countries where they don't normally get to play, I think you're going to see more passion than you normally see. I think it's going to be a phenomenal tournament. Yeah, I that was one of the reasons, you bring up a great point, that's one of the reasons why I was kind of doubtful that maybe U.S. would win the World Baseball Classic ever because, as you said, you have these players coming in from different parts of the world, and they play in America. And so they still are a little bit for this tournament, but at least they've got their nation behind them in a way like never before. There's really no outlet for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before when baseball was a part of the Olympics, you could have that, mm-hmm. but, you know, it might be to a smaller scale. But now you have all the best baseball players in the world representing their country. And, you know, the United States guys, I'm not going to say they're spoiled, but we're, we're lucky. We're, we're on our turf. We're on our soil. If we weren't, it would be, it would be a different kind of vibe for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for USA to kind of get over that hump and and almost win a tournament that they are almost predicted to win every year anyway. So it's like damned if they do, damned if they don't. They finally did. They finally got it done. And so I think that bodes well for them to possibly do it. I I think as you bring up with Japan, you can never count them out. And you go, can Shohei Otani kind of single-handedly lift them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? That that would not be surprising uh, if he was able to kind of just elevate Japan single-handedly. And they have so, like in Japan and their league, they have so many young players that, we only know the top prospects coming out of there. Right. But they're so deep. It's such a good league that we don't even know half the people that they have on our team. At least I don't. I can't speak for you. But I think they're super talented. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know a few of the names. Uh, a couple guys, obviously, have come over here to the States. Roki Sasaki is, is the big one. And um, I think they won the first two World Baseball Classics. So, I mean, they're, they're a nation that has that kind of success. I think right now U.S. might be, like, fourth, uh, according to DraftKings, like Dominican Republic. Japan, and I don't know if Venezuela just just overtook, but was it Korea maybe mm. that was third? Yeah, not I'm not sure, but it's again Team USA. They they definitely have a job to do. I'm curious about your uh, your thoughts on the comments of that Nolan Arenado made about kind of retiring at age 38 uh, and basically saying like, yeah, I'm I'm really intense, like maybe too intense, and so I think I need to have I need to calm down first and foremost, and I don't know that I want to play like into my 40s. And so 38 is kind of the the good spot for me. You know, so someone who's been around the game enough to know Nolan, like, he's intense. Like, is that surprising to to hear 
a player of his uh, caliber kind of already planning out the end of his career with, you know, six or seven years left? I mean, like, look, I think every player in their head knows what their end date is. Yeah. He just said it out loud. Um, I mean, 38 for a position player is not really that old. I mean, Nolan is not a guy who's going to be content being a DH forever, which is like the best way to make your career go on longer. I mean, knowing him, he's going to want to play in the field every day and he's not going to want to be bad. So, I mean, if 38 is the age he thinks he's going to be bad, it's obviously not set in stone, but it didn't really surprise me. It was a very typical Nolan comment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a fair point about every player thinks it. But not every player is maybe brave enough or outlandish enough. I don't know the word is to use to describe it, but whatever that word is, that's what Nolan Arenado is. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's fine. I mean, he's already done basically everything you can do besides win a World Series and an MVP award. Yeah. Got a gold medal in the World Baseball Classic already. Yeah. It's going for two now. Eight gold gloves already? Uh, ten. Ten. I think yeah. he's up to ten. Uh, six platinum glove awards. Mm-hmm. So eight with the Rockies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and that, that'll be the thing. It, it has been interesting because there have been a lot of players, I feel like, in, in recent vintage, if you will, 15, 20 years that like kind of finish their career on top and still decide, nah, I'm good. Like Mike Mussina, I remember, had a really good year and he retired. David Ortiz, and you go, whoa, you got a lot left in the tank, man. You might even be able to make the case for Albert Pujols, what we mm-hmm. saw last year. And yet... No, I'm, I'm good. Like, I've made my money, and I've had a good career. I want to go out on top. I'm not, I'm not going to retire and then come back and then retire and come back, which uh, is a thing that can happen. Uh, not with players in baseball. It's more of a Tom Brady thing. But baseball players, I think, are smart enough to know when their time is up. Also, I, from what I know about him, I really don't think he wants to be that guy who everybody's like, well, why is this dude still playing? Like, he's not good anymore. Like, he should have retired already. Like, he... Definitely wants to be the dude who everyone's like, oh, he's 37 and still doing that. Not the, oh, he's he's 38 and he's barely hanging on. Why does he have a roster spot? Right. Yeah. And and that's going to be something that will plague some guys' careers. You know, we, we saw it this offseason with all of those like 10, 11-year deals and guys playing until they're 40, 41. And maybe, they, maybe they're not playing. Maybe they're, they're just done by that point. I think we know that uh, the length of of the playing career was really to bring down the average annual value, which has implications for the, you know, the luxury tax and the soft salary cap that exists and everything. But you're right. Yeah. I guess Nolan, I don't think Nolan has really even been around players like that of like, like, Hey, I saw this guy and oof, I don't want to be that pariah. Um, so that would have been one thing if, if there was players that he saw that were like that, but you know, he's always been around guys that were, you know, really solid. Matt Holiday came back, but he contributed. He had a role, and that was good. And then, you know, Molina and Pools were still doing that at, at a really high level last year as well. I mean, he may not have been on the team with them, but he still sees them. Yeah. I mean, he knows what's happening in the league. Absolutely. Uh, Bacchus and Jenker knows what's going on when it comes to making sure you win if you're a Colorado family. And you've been injured, seriously, um, here in Colorado. They've been doing it for 25 years. they got a staff of 100 or more folks, 30 lawyers. It's absolutely amazing. The best part, too, is it's free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee just to speak to them. No fee even while they work on your case. There's no fee unless they win money for you, and they've won it to the tune of over $1 billion for their clients. They uh, have locations all over Colorado. 
Uh, we're talking Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins, and they got the strength and power to win your case. They help with all kinds of injuries that weren't your fault. We're talking car accidents, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrian accidents, trucks. They can even help you if you've been injured at work. So call them. And I'm going to quiz you on this, Danielle, uh, in like five minutes. I'm going to say, what's the Bacchus and Shankus number? Their number is 222-2222. And so I know in school, a good pneumatic device to remember things, it's all Tulos. <laughs> or do you prefer all Dazas? Well, because Dazas on the current team. All right, you're going all Dazas. Dazas. Yeah. All right, so it's all Dazas. You will remember that number. I already know. I don't need to quiz you. You've got it. Uh, give them a call to see if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. Speaking of winning, DraftKings Sportsbook is the spot. Again, use promo code DNVR. First-time customers, we're talking a $5 bet. When it wins, $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's fantastic. Instantly, you don't have to wait. Uh, they got the NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlays, which have been really fantastic. They've got all kinds of MLB preseason games. You could bet on spring training games, which is really a good way to show your knowledge because you got to look at that double-A, triple-A roster, look at some of those matchups, mm -hmm. see who can do what. It's like the, uh, the game last week. The Royals scored five runs in the ninth. There are people probably kicking themselves saying, ah, why didn't I know what the uh, Omaha Storm Chasers had on their roster, or shoot, what is their double-A team? Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Look it up. I think that's it. I think uh, they're in the Texas League. Um, but again, if you got that kind of knowledge, you could test yourself there on DraftKings Sportsbook or just pick you know, Cy Young Award winner, uh, MVP. You can also do some uh, interesting things with who's going to make the postseason, uh, do a trifecta bet, which I'm going to get to here in a second. Uh, what you got to get to is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code DNVR because a $5 bet when it wins gets turned into $200 in bonus bets instantly only with DraftKings Sportsbook and only with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Our guy Hank yesterday, just before the Broncos show and just after we wrapped, he said that he took the Rockies over the Padres in a season series. So you can do that. You can bet, all right, this team will win more. Rockies have a winning record against the Padres. They've always seemed to be a spoiler for the Padres the last couple years. So I really like that bet. But I'm, I'm going to go with uh, something new that I noticed on DraftKings. It's not going to be a $100,000 bet, although you can make that. If you want to go for the NL West trifecta and you've got um, the Diamondbacks winning the West, followed by the Rockies and Dodgers, that's plus $100,000, rightfully so, right? I'm, I'm not going that route. I'm not that crazy. Uh, so I'm going to go to the other West, the AL West. Give me Astros, Angels, Mariners. So Mariners, I'm slipping the third. I know a lot of people like them, possibly even to win the division. Bold choice. And upset. I, I think it's because the Angels are just almost like the American League version of the Rockies in some ways with their way their rosters are constructed and it just, you're very flummoxed with what they do, minus the fact that the Rockies don't have an Otani <laughs> or Trout. I was going to say. There's the big difference, but every other way. I mean, that's a pretty big difference. <laughs> it's a pretty big Two difference. Two MVPs. Other than the fact that the Rockies don't have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, they're practically the same thing. Um, <laughs> but the point is, I kind of, I'm kind of digging on the Angels this year. Again, maybe it's, it's a hopeful exuberance that a Trout can finally get back to the postseason. Otani can really be highlighted there in the postseason. So give me Astros, Angels, Mariners, the AOS trifecta on DraftKings Sportsbook, plus 650. I like that. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with that. Um, 
tell me where the Rockies are going in the future here because I sort of feel like at the beginning of 2021, they trade Nolan Arenado, the writing is on the wall with Trevor Story and John Gray, mm -hmm. and you go, all right, this, this franchise, in a sense, this roster is almost going to need a reset. That might be the better R word. We know Dick Monfort doesn't like the word rebuild. It's really a reset. But how many years is it going to take to reset? I thought maybe three to four years. So that would say 2024, 25. I'm thinking originally my thoughts should have been more like four or five. When do you see the Rockies getting back into contention and then maybe getting into the postseason? Is it contending first? And then the next year they kind of, you know, jump in. Is it going to happen all at once? Have you thought about that timetable for when they're going to be ready to get back into the action again? I mean, here's the problem with trying to predict it is yeah. that their position players, their top prospects, they're on the cups of yeah. their call-ups. I mean, Tovar's already there. Zach Bean is going to be here. Doyle's there. Betty Montgomery's probably next year. Romo's probably next year. Like, they've got their position players there. But the pitching is so far behind. And the current pitching staff, I mean, we saw how they did last year. They completely flopped. I don't know how they'll be this year. Some of them have contracts expiring in the next year or two. I'm not confident in Ryan Rolson or Peter Lambert yet just because we haven't seen them go injury-free. So their position players are going to be here. Pitching is now the question mark, and you can't win games without pitching. So, I mean, I think in my mind, it comes out to are they going to go out and get – new starting pitchers? Are they going to pay the money to get a top caliber starting pitcher to come in to bring in that ace? Or are they going to be able to fix the current staff and have that waited out until the young prospects come? So realistically, if you look at just their position players, they con could contend in 2024, 2025. I'm not saying they'll do playoffs maybe then, maybe playoffs 2025 next year. Right. Maybe actually be competitive, but... Mm -hmm. It all depends on that pitching. Are they going to spend the money on more pitchers? Are they going to increase their depth there? I mean, there's just a lot of question marks with them. A lot of question marks is, is probably the best way to describe it. Because you're right. Yeah, they they getting back into contention doesn't mean you're actually getting a wild card spot. It could be 78, 79 wins. It's just like, oh, okay, hey, on any given night, they can beat just about any team. They're around 500. The young core of guys that you mentioned – they're on the come up. So you say, okay, now their window is kind of started. And I really think it'll be something like that. Yeah. It won't just be jumping up and immediately making that that postseason. But you're right. They've got a lot of work to do. They've got a lot of those pieces, as you said, like those hitters, the position players. That's where picking up the phone, working the trades, uh, that's where GM Bill Schmidt is really going to have to make his money because if the, the only option is signing a front-end starter, and there's going to be a couple available, I think, this winter. Uh, hitter side, there's going to be, like, nobody available. Um which, which is fine for the Rockies because they've got these young guys that they can plug in. But they have not gone out to sign a front-end starting pitcher in free agency in a while. And I don't know that they're going to. I think just the Mike Hampton and the Denny Nagel business from the early 2000s really just, just burned them, and they realized they're just going to have to overpay so much. The player also is going to have to kind of make some concessions and say, this could be one of my last big deals because if I'm going to Colorado, I, I'm, I'm dealing with a headache. You need to be almost pay me extra for the headache to begin with and pay me extra on top of that because I might not even get a nice deal when I become a free agent again. So you have to build from within the system or get creative and, and make some trades where you acquire a guy like Herman Marquez, um, like Jeff Breidich was able to do from the Tampa Bay Rays. And now you have those pieces. And we've kind of seen Bill Schmidt change his tune a little bit. You know, it, it kind of started first with the, um, the Rymel Tapia-Randall Gritchick deal 
where you know they they gave up uh, a prospect in Adrian Pinto in that he was far away. It was in the Dominican Summer League, but won uh, the batting crown that year. Uh, we saw it this offseason. Hey, you trade a guy like Juan Brito, who is kind of a darling now to some of the prospect pundits, but you brought back a, a major league caliber player. You're going to have to get creative in that way if you're going to improve the pitching uh, and really make some trades and and take some risks. You're going to have to take some risk and trade maybe a proven position player uh, and acquire you know a, a pitcher that's on the come up. That's exactly what I was going to say. This, I mean, they need to take a risk if they're going to go yeah. far. I mean, look at all these other teams taking these risks. Yeah. I mean, the Padres gave away half their farm system, but they have Han Soto. They had Josh Bell last year. They, they're building themselves up. I mean, you see these teams taking a risk. You don't see the Rockies doing that. And so, sure, maybe this year they're going to see what the prospects have. They're going to let them play. So they say, we'll see what actually happens. But, like, if they had traded Brendan Rodgers, like the rumor was there wasn't a ton of action going on. There was mainly just a rumor right. and some light talks. But if they had traded him, could they have gotten a top starter who could be under contract for five years? I mean, you could have raised another second baseman. Brendan mm-hmm. Rodgers is, has the potential, but he's not the best player in the league. You don't have to be so attached to your beloved position players. Yeah, it, it's hard trading a guy that's that's your own that you've invested so much time and money and again that's where you know at at times being very loyal can be a good thing uh, if you're an owner if you're an organization but if you're out there trying to win a championship and solve problems you have to get creative and somehow sometimes make that kind of hard decision and you know you're right yeah the the conversation probably didn't go very far when a uh, Brendan Rodgers name came up for Edward Cabrera for the Marlins but now with with Rodgers being hurt and now you, you don't necessarily know what you've got cuz he only when he comes back after at the end of the season or or at the beginning of next year, two more years until free agency, um, and the Rockies have kind of shown uh, a willingness to sign guys when they're two years away from free agency to say, okay, now let's lock this guy up. We know what we've got. Are you going to do that now? And and if you're not, well, now you've got damaged goods. You know, trading him this off season coming up or, or in the next year the price on him or the value on him is a lot different of what it was this past off season where he's just coming off that gold glove award and kind of silenced any naysayers about his play. So you're right. You're going to have to give up some of those young guys that, uh, that you're, that you're really attached to. And, and, and that's going to be obviously really challenging. Have you been, uh, how exciting has it, was it to watch Zach Veen get to play, uh, at Salt River Fields, just stealing base after base. It's, that's fun. I think it's been, I mean, that's been awesome. I've loved watching him on the backfield. Yeah. Just like being his own. I mean, that kid is, I mean, he's not a kid. He's 21. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's always dancing. He's always happy. He's always like doing a gritty or making some weird face. Like he just loves baseball. And I think it's so refreshing to just see somebody out there who just loves to play. And it's just having fun. And you see in everything he does, you see a little glimpse of it during the game, but it's on those backfields where, like, I've really gotten to know him, see his personality. And he's not afraid to go in the same group as Charlie Blackman. Like, he's not afraid to go up with the big guys. He holds his own. He just makes everything so light. Yeah, he's I, – I think there's a lot of similarities between him and Nolan Arenado. Certainly not the intensity piece, but the just loving baseball, mm-hmm. being a baseball rat, doing that 24-7. If he's not – uh, if he's not in a batting cage or he's not taking ground balls or kind of working on reading pitchers and working on his speed, he's getting a tattoo. It's one of those two things. <laughs> or a smiley face. Oh, yes. Memorabilia, like a necklace or something like that. Oh, see, I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Mm-hmm. That's his big thing? Yeah. He's just anything with a smiley face? Yeah, because my phone case is all smiley faces. And he was like, where'd you get that? I need it. 
Oh, there you go. Mr. Smiley Face. Mm-hmm. That so could be happy. his nickname. He doesn't have an official nickname yet, does he? He, he? he needs one. I mean, his name is so short. I know. I know. You you know that did we talk about this that there's another Zach Veen out there? Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. You that's can, that's so strange. You get working on the nickname and report back. I've I've been workshopping a bunch. I I Veenzilla, Veen Kong, Veen Machine. I mean that's that's on the nose. That that that's not bad. Especially if you go with a weird spelling like M A S H E E N, but we're we're getting crazy. Maybe Mr. Smiley Face. We'll see. He does like to smile. But that's longer than his name. <laughs> it is. That's okay. Uh, Benny Montgomery, do you think this is, I'm not going to say a make or break year, but kind of similar to that where, all right, you know, he had issues in, in his draft year in 21. He was banged up last year, but did show a lot of promise. He's got that hitch in his swing that he's trying to work out. Is this kind of a big year for saying we can rely on Benny Montgomery? He's going to be there like Tovar and Veen. Um, or, you know, is he just going to maybe be uh, an important piece like a, like a Bretton Doyle, perhaps? Do you think this is kind of one of those seasons for Benny? I see this year for him going very similar to how Zach Veen's year went last year. Oh, I like that. I see him going to high A, doing really well, getting promoted to double A. And like you said, it's his swing that's his hiccup. So I see him going to double A. Double A is really good pitching. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of teams stack their top prospects in that league. Yeah. So I see him going there and just having a lot of trouble, having an ego buster, and then going to the ball league. I see him basically the exact same thing Zach Veen did. I think we'll see him in big league camp next year. And when he's in big league camp, I think that will be the true test of what is he like? Yeah. Can he handle this? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what, that was the Tovar treatment last mm-hmm. year in spring training. That's what Veen's getting this year. Uh, Jeff kind of, uh, discussing here in our chat uh, over on YouTube, the DNVR Sports Channel. Does it pitcher, pitching really matter over in Denver, right? Uh, because uh, it, it's just a rough park uh, to pitch in. But the the pitching prospects are further behind, obviously, than, uh, than some of the hitters. Is there any one guy that you think we'll look at in four or five years as, you know, Maybe not being the ace of staff, but uh, are you buying stock in, in in Gabriel Hughes? Is it is it Jaden Hill, a guy that they got was uh, real high upside that they that they took uh, in the second round? He was a first round guy that because of Tommy John surgery, um, he fell. Is it more of a younger guy like a, a Jordy Vargas, Case Williams, uh, one of the local guys? Who's that guy? Maybe in four or five years, we're looking at and saying, oh man, he uh, he he ended up being the guy for the Rockies. I think it's Jaden Hill yeah. for a number of reasons. Number one. He's the best changeup out of anybody in the Rockies organization right now, including our major league players. It is phenomenal. It's going to play really well at Coors Field. And it's one of the pitches that was the easiest for him to come back after Tommy John surgery. It's just like, it's, it's, it's just natural for him. And a changeup is not always natural for Rockies pitchers, as we've seen. A lot of them still struggle with it in the major leagues. But also, since the day he was drafted, I've just been so impressed by him, the person. He's incredibly mature. Mm-hmm. He knows how to handle the spotlight. He works hard. He is an incredible mentor in Marcus Stroman, who is really taking him under his ring. And you just kind of, I mean, you know it. When you talk to a guy, you can tell if he has it, he has it. Yeah. No, he's he's been a, a pleasant surprise and, mm-hmm. and pretty much everything that they thought he was going to be. And and he just kind of fell right into their laps there. So that was that was a stroke of genius in the 2021 draft, I think. Um, that's really good. And he looked good when he came back last mm-hmm. year, just to get in that, in that small taste. So uh, this will be a, a good year for him. But... Uh, to your point, you know, the pitching is a little bit further behind. They've had more injuries, too, mm-hmm. to those guys like Chris McMahon and uh, mm-hmm. Sam Weatherly. So many of them just kind of banged up. And you say, like, ah, if they were only healthy, maybe they would be here a little bit sooner. So, 
you know, when does that all line up? Can can GM Bill Schmidt kind of expedite that process possibly with some trades and, and so that it is more of next year than 2025? But um, we'll be waiting. We'll be watching. I know you'll still be covering it uh, for uh, the Denver Gazette. Any stories uh, that uh, you're working on right now you want to publish or have folks kind of keep an eye out for? I've been enjoying the MLB Insiders on Tuesday, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, so every Tuesday I have a whole page where it's basically my empty the notebook. So any fun things that come out of camp, any behind-the-scenes stuff, Last week, I wrote about how they let me try Pitchcom, which was really cool. Um, so that's my main thing right now. I have a couple bigger stories coming out as the season gets closer, but don't want to spoil them t- yet. Right. But they'll be really good, really insightful for fans. All right. So when you were using the Pitchcom, did you put the earpiece in your bun up top there? <laughs> Is that? No. I just like held it up to my ear. I didn't okay. actually attach it. It's a weird robotic voice, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very like strange. the automatic voice that like. I don't even know what to compare it to. It's I, weird. I've heard that you can you can change it. Like that would be really interesting if okay. you're able to have I a person's voice. I asked about that, and they said they're not going to. Maybe other teams will have more fun with it, but yeah. Again, I don't know whose voice you want to have. And does everyone have the same voice, or does is there a different pitch con for each one? And then you get it mixed up, and then you've got like yeah. someone's kid calling your pitches in your ear, and you're like, "This is an inspiration. I'm really distracted." I would want like a really <laughs> hardcore coach, Ooh. like somebody who are like, if I mess up, they'll be mad at me. Who is that on the Rockies? Who I don't know. They don't I have don't too know many hard Rockies. asses. I'm thinking of like my high school swim coach. Oh, there you go. Yeah. David Goggins, maybe, or someone like that. Yeah. I don't know. Someone really intense. Mm-hmm. There you go. That could work. Uh, looking forward to all of that uh, on Twitter at D underscore Allen Tuck. Yes. Exactly as you think it would be. Allen Tuck. Actually, it's not that hard to spell. No. No. D underscore Allen Tuck. Mm-hmm. At DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. Uh, very wonderful. Very momentous. But Danielle... You know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. 